0: Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Well, thank you guys for coming. My name is Corey Leister with Inspired by You. And you'll have to excuse me. I, wore, I, I did bring my heels, like I did, um, but I wore them last night. And it was the first time I wore heels in ages. And so you're going to have to take my sneakers, because I like to be comfortable. And I've got this jacket on, but I didn't have a um, uh, iron. And so it's all flimsy. And I lifted weights yesterday, so I'm kind of busting out of my jacket. So I'm going to just take this off, you know? and. Um, I wore pants without a zipper just because I'm always afraid when I'm speaking that my fly is going to be down. So <laughs> you just have to take me as I am. Okay, this is me. Is this is this awesome? You like it? <laughs> look, look. I, I am probably the most real, transparent person you will ever meet. I just tell it how it is, and um, and you just you either take me and you like me or you hate me, and either way. I know that's a reflection on you and not me, because I'm good, <laughs> right? <laughs> Mindset is everything. That's what we're talking today about. Um, the, the topic is victim versus victim mentality. And I love this topic because um, I feel like we're in such a victim culture. Everybody's like offended about everything nowadays. And it's, it's just like, it drives me insane. And the great thing is you can take control. You don't have control of everything that happens to you, but you do have control of how you respond. You have control of how you react and how you, um, and and what you do with what you're given. And so today I hope that uh, that I'm just gonna share some things. I'm gonna share my story. I've shared bits and pieces of my story, um, you know, in different podcasts and and whatnot, but I don't think I've ever shared it the way that I'm gonna share it today. So I hope that it it empowers you. Uh, My goal is my business is inspired by you. And, uh, and my goal is always to inspire other people, to become them th- their best selves. Um, our mission of Inspired By You is to impact lives. And, and that's, we, we do it wherever we can. And so if we're able to impact you and uh, to help grow your mindset today, that's what it's all about. And congratulations for being here, because just by being here, um, I'm sure, did anybody have any challenges getting here? Like maybe a financial challenge, like you had to scrape together some money to get here, or um, maybe you're leaving your, I knew some people who are leaving their newborn babies or their families, um, maybe your business, you, you weren't sure that you could take time away from your business, but you're here. Uh, I know that you probably all had some, some challenges, some struggles, but you made the decision to be here to better yourself. So instantly, right off the bat, you're separating yourself from the other 98%, which is pretty awesome. Uh, today. I love vulnerability. A lot of people think it's a weakness. I believe it's your greatest strength. When you're real, when you're transparent, when you're honest and open, vulnerability, one of my friends, I surround myself with great people, and uh, he sent this to me the other day, and I loved it. Vulnerability is having enough courage and self-possession to let life in. I believe that you can't truly live life unless you're honest. You know, you've got to be honest with yourself and honest with other people, and vulnerability is rooted in strength. I want you to think about this. What is your greatest struggle? What is your greatest struggle? It, if it could have happened years ago, and when I say struggle, like uh, biggest obstacle, uh, maybe a, a death of a loved one, maybe, um, you know, a, a problem in your marriage, maybe a uh, Uh, An addiction, Um, what's your greatest struggle? Just think about it for a second. What's your greatest struggle? And then, I want you to change your mindset. Your greatest struggle is going to be your greatest victory. It always is, because there's no victory without a struggle. And when you choose to overcome that struggle, you automatically become a, a victor, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. This is my husband Chad and I'm gonna get into our story a little bit. Um, Chad is, he's my man and I love him and he is my greatest struggle. <laughs> We're each other's greatest struggle some days still. Um, but he's also, our, this is our greatest victory. This this picture alone. And, and I'll share a little bit about that. But Chad is, um, he is incredible. He is an incredible speaker. Um, He is uh, an incredible human being, an incredible father. We're very intentional with our marriage, Um, but he had so much head trash, Um, and he was telling himself lies, and, um, you know, he was just, he became very selfish in the way that he was operating as a human being. And it's, it's so funny, it got so bad to the point where my parents, we're praying for a new man for me. My friends were praying for a new man for me. And I just think it is so amazing that God gave me a new man in this person. He's, he's completely new. He's completely different. And so whatever your struggle is, if you're currently struggling with addiction, know that you can change. Know that you can be your best self. Know that you can um, you can flip a switch. And, and make things different. Family of origin. Has anybody ever heard this before? Family of origin? Oh my gosh, if you have kids, make sure that you check out all of their friends. And if they start dating, make sure that you know what their family life is like. Because they will bring all of that baggage into your child's marriage. <laughs> so make sure, like this is so important. It specifically refers to the small unit that cared for you as a child. It has a considerable impact on your development as many studies attest. Your family of origin helps to shape your worldview, determines how you relate and interact with others, and even has a big effect on your mental, even physical health. I want you to think about the way that you were raised. How are you raised? How are you brought up? Anybody have good a good experience? Yeah? I had a great experience. Oh, I was so blessed, you know, looking back on it. And um, I want you to think about how that has impacted your life. My husband did not have a really good experience growing up. His mom had him when he, she was 16. Um, his parents got married because she was pregnant. And the whole his whole upbringing, he thought he was a mistake. When he saw his parents fighting, he was like, they wouldn't even be together if it wasn't for me. And that's just kind of the view that he had growing up. And that baggage that he carried into our marriage really affected it because. I thought life was hunky-dory and great and I never had a struggle and it was just it was amazing and he has all of this stuff and it was just it was very challenging and very different. Um, I want you to think about this too. If someone were to ask your children these questions 30 years from now based on how you're currently living, would your children give a positive or negative response? Like would your kids say, Oh, I had a great experience growing up. My parents were awesome. My parents were, they spent time with me, they made time for me. They um, they were just always so positive. They made me a priority. Is that what your kids would say? That's it's it's a reality. You've gotta think about some of these things. The great thing is there's hope, <laughs> right? You can't go back and change the beginning. You know, if that's if, if your answer to that previous question was, no, it was it, you know, my kids, I'm not sure what, what they would say. You can't change the beginning, but you can start exactly where you are and change the ending, which is so beautiful. Like, you can always draw draw a line in the sand and create a new beginning. This is my family of origin. This is my family. I'm the oldest of five kids, and between us, we have 17 kids under the age of 14, and uh, it is... Awesome and wild and crazy, um, and growing up, it it was challenging because I'm I'm the oldest. I have twin sisters that are 10 years younger than me. So when I was 10, all of my mom's time went into raising the twins because they were a way handful. They still are a handful, and um, <laughs> and and so I had a I had a lonely childhood. I was the shy one, if you can believe it. Um, I, I would have never gotten up in front of people to speak years ago, um, but just th- this was my dad and mom were both business owners, so they're entrepreneurs. My mom would, m- well, I'll start with my dad. My dad, he was a colon and rectal surgeon, um, and he was known as the butt doctor. That's what we called him. Our dad's the butt doctor, the ass man, <laughs> you know and he retired last year which was awesome and uh yeah he retired in december and he still gets in 18 holes a day just now it's on the golf course oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i love him he he's been spending all of his time in the wood shop I and <laughs> i do it's my <laughs> he's the butt of all the jokes right? uh, <laughs> no he, he works in a, a he does a lot of woodworking now so he builds it and I finish it for him it works out great but my mom never wanted to be a typical doctor's wife she didn't want to just you know she always wanted to earn her own money to do her own things with it and, and take pride in that and that's that's kind of what I saw growing up and it was incredible like she she started a country crafts and collectibles business and she started a floral business and she was always very creative and so this was the model that we had growing up, and all of us are entrepreneurs. My brother, um, I was just talking to a gentleman from Lancaster. My brother lives in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He owns Passenger Coffee. He owns Prince Street Cafe. He has six um, restaurants that he that he works in. Um, he made a, his first million by the time he was twenty. He sold an app to Twitter. Um, so. I mean, that's that's my brother. And then um, my sister, and, uh, Karen and Mark, they they own their own business, Next Door Photos. So they take photos um, for real estate. Um, Megan and Dom, they're incredible entrepreneurs. Molly and Colin, like just, we're all, this is our family. We're all kind of entrepreneurs. And that's how we were raised. We were raised to think differently than most. And I, I think it was the biggest gift that they could have ever given to us as parents and it's the same gift that I want to pass on to our children. This is me growing up. Growing up you could find me in one of two places. I was either painting or I was on the court. I love sports. I'm an athlete. I was always playing volleyball, basketball. I was the captain of all of my teams. I think there's even a picture of me in third grade down there. First time I was playing basketball. I loved that and I, was, and I loved art, any kind of medium. Um, my senior year of high school, I packed it with eight art classes. We had a huge high school, and they had lots of opportunities. So I was doing sculpture, pottery, drawing—you um, know, all kinds of stuff—and they were all independent studies. So I absolutely loved it. That is not the way to paint furniture, by the way. You know. <laughs> but I did—I was rocking the Umbros and the TiVos, so it was—it was like you know, back in 1996. Um, after college, I went to Messiah College. It's a, a college that's local to me in Pennsylvania. Um, I was a teacher and coach, and that's, I loved it. I taught. If you think painting is challenging, try teaching sex ed to seventh and eighth graders. Mm, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with them, but it was a blast. And so I, I was a teacher and coach for five years, um, I was the freshman basketball girls coach, and my husband, Chad, was the freshman boys basketball coach and our athletic trainer hooked us up. And so that's how we, how we uh, met. Three months after that, we got engaged, and, uh, and a year after that, we got married. This is Chad and me on my wedding day. That was in 2003, so it was quite a while ago, um, back when we were young. Um, after, after we were married, Uh, I was teaching and coaching, we started a business on this side, we actually partnered with Amway. And so if you can build an Amway business, you can do pretty much anything in this world. I'll tell you what, because that is no joke. Um, But our business succeeded pretty rapidly. Within seven months we hit the top of the bonus scale and within a year, I think it was a little over a year, we were making six figures in that business and we just wanted to create a residual income that would pay us for the rest of our lives. And it still does, like we still get monthly checks from Amway for the business that we had built way back in the day. And it was incredible. At our largest point, I think we had business in 32 states. We were speaking all over the country um, on entrepreneurship, leadership. Uh, all kinds of uh, just mindset, um, great stuff uh, to impart into people. Uh, we had thousands of people on our team, it was pretty awesome. Um, and then in December of 2013, we were on a free trip actually here in Florida um, and I intercepted a text um, and I found out that my husband was unfaithful in our marriage. and. It was probably the most devastating struggle, like at the beginning. Um, It was the most devastating thing because I felt like the whole life that I had been living up to that point was a lie. You know? I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. But at the time, um, we were here. It was day two. And I had a whole week um, to be around my mentors. (laughs) So it was a leadership that we were here. And, and I just, I went numb. Like my body was just numb. And it felt like I had lost my best friend. My kids, I'll uh, see, there. My kids, they were one, three, and four at the time. This is Haley, Lexi, and Flynn. And all I could think of was I want to get home to my kids. I want to get home to my kids. I couldn't tell anybody because all of my mentors were there. If I told them, we would I knew how they felt about infidelity we would lose our business. I couldn't tell any of the people on our team who were all my friends. You have to understand at this point we had been building our business for 10 years, seven nights a week together. And it was, that was all our friends were in our business. And so I couldn't tell any of them because then they would look at my husband differently. I didn't tell, we had Christmas coming three weeks after that. So it was in December. I couldn't tell my family because I didn't want to ruin their Christmas. Um, I lost 30 pounds in three weeks. I couldn't eat. Um, it was like I was going through. Uh, my body was in shock, and I ju- I didn't know what what to do. You know what what do you do when your whole world just kind of collapses all around you? And um, then it became like this vicious cycle. At the time, I m- my husband's name was on our house. So I couldn't kick him out of the house legally, and so he ha- he stayed there, and we were separated, living in the same house for eight months. It was pretty wild. Um, and at the time, I was when we finally told our mentors, they were like, "He's he needs to go. You need to make a decision. Are you going to build it on your own?" And so I did. I started building our business by myself, and um, and I was at that point I was determined. I'm just like. I have three kids. I've got to do whatever it takes, and I'm going to go. And so I did. And then I saw Chad start to work on himself and start to build himself um, and seek counseling. He attended a Marriage Matters class without me for ages. Um, And it got to a point in time where I just really felt called. Um, You know, he's fighting for your family. I want you to fight alongside of him. And uh, I couldn't deny that. And so it was a process, and uh, you know, it's to this day. We are very intentional with our relationship. We were constantly going out together. We're making dates. We're making a priority um, with one another. Uh, but you're going to have those things that that hit you in life. And I believe um, I was actually named. After this woman, Corey Ten Boom, if you haven't heard of her, she's incredible. Um, she was uh, a Christian who housed Jews during the Holocaust, and her story is incredible. But she said every experience we have is, and every person that is put in our lives is a perfect preparation for the path that our future holds. Every experience that you've had up until this point is preparing you for only a future um, that, that awaits. And when life hits, we have two choices. One, you could be a victim and allow your circumstances to define us. Like I could define myself, oh, my husband was unfaithful, oh, you know, like I could be that. And I could, I could milk that for the rest of my life because it was like a devastating blow. Um, or you could be a victor and take personal responsibility. Like what can I do on my end to make this right, to move forward, to advance my life, to have a different mindset and to make things better for the future? You only have control of two things your actions and your attitude as we said a little earlier and um, these your mindset is everything and you need to be careful who you take advice from because everybody and their mother will tell you what you need to do in your circumstance right do you believe that like i just think everybody wants to tell you what to do i had people oh you need to divorce oh you need to stay together oh the bible says this oh this this you need to tune out all the noise and then um, Seek out people who have been where you are and have achieved victory. Like people are like, you need to go see a therapist. I said, well, did they have happened what happened to me? And did they survive it? And how are they thriving? I found people whose marriages were thriving on the other side. If you're if you struggling with something, find out, find seek out somebody who has overcome and achieved and get around them because they have something that you don't, they have that mindset to get through. They have that that victor mindset. This um, was the turning point (laughs) for me, personally. Uh, When I, it was 2015, I was probably at the lowest point um, as far as just feeling lack of purpose and lack of passion. Has anybody ever been there? Oh, it's a tough place, isn't it? You know, it just, you feel like empty inside, and and you feel like you have so much to give, but you don't know where to direct that energy. And uh, this is my sister, Megan. She lives out in Oklahoma, and I just needed a break. And so I decided to go out and visit her and her family for a weekend. And I said, you know, I'm here, I'm yours, what do you need help with? She was expecting her first baby at the time, and she said, you know, we just moved out to Oklahoma, I don't have a lot of friends in the area. Will you help me? Um, will you help me do my nursery? And so the whole time I was out there, I was painting pictures, I was doing murals, I was doing home decor, I was doing furniture, I was helping her complete her nursery for Kinley. And by the time I was done, the nursery was beautiful. And she said, "You know, Corey, you have a real gift. You need to go into business." And it was the first time I felt purpose. You know, it felt like oh, I did that. I accomplished it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And I wasn't thinking about all of the other stuff going on in my life. And the day I got home, the day I got home um, from Megan's house, this awesome woman, Mariana Flowers, she calls me up on the phone, and she's a friend of uh, of my mom. And she's like, hey, Corey, I know that you love to paint. Would you consider painting my kitchen cabinets? And I was like, Yes. I said, I will do it. (laughs) And so I put out a text to my family. We have this massive text thread, of course we do, because we're like the spaghetti family, if you've ever heard of that, like we're just kind of all mixed in in each other's lives. And I'm like, hey, I'm starting a business, what do I need to do? (laughs) And, And so within a week, I had my EIN number, I had my website, I had my business cards, I had everything that I needed to do to run my business. And I was like painting kitchen cabinets. How hard can it be? Of course I can do it (laughs) Yeah, it was a wild ride, but I got it done and it still looks beautiful to this day So I must have done something right, but I did I like I kind of Submerged myself in everything that I could learn at the time This is actually the product that I used at the beginning Carmel colors was a Mechanicsburg based product and Mariana was like hey, I'm gonna sign you up for some classes and they're going to teach you how to paint kitchen cabinets. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I'm in. Whatever. I need to learn. So I did. And I took a class with my mom. I took a class with my mom. And we learned about the product. It was a clay, chalk, and mineral-based product. No, prep, no priming required. <laughs> and yeah, you've heard that before. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Um, but that's how I started. And, um, I built my business out of my garage, you know. As a mom with a kid, kids that are one, three, and four, we made it happen. Um, it was limited space. I put all of the tables up with PVC pipes so that they were like waist high, and it wasn't killing my back. And we we made it work. But I built my business out of my garage. Um, I started in 2015 up until 2020 is when I moved into a shop. So for five years, this is where I worked, and it was. But it was what I needed you know with small kids. It it was very conducive to you know I I would play with them all all day and then at nighttime I would go out to my shop, and I would work all night, and that was just how life was uh, Because I wanted to make sure that I had you know um, I, I was building our business I made my kids a part of our business and when I was painting they were painting and it was such a, a fun time, I think, for us. When they weren't in school, they were, I mean, they loved to paint, they loved to make messes, of course. Um, and we would just always paint together. And if you, have, if you have kids, or if you're going to have kids, I would encourage you, make them a part of what you're doing. I think it gives them such a sense of pride. And we would always set goals. Um, every kitchen that I would complete at the time, because when I was first starting, it wasn't just solely kitchens; so that came later. Um, so I was doing a lot of different things, but every time I did a kitchen, whenever we finished, I would take the family out to Red Robin because that was their favorite place. It's a burger joint, if you're not familiar with it. And so they would get so excited. Instead of being mad or resentful that I was in the garage working, they were like, Mom, get out there. We want to go to Red Robin, you know? <laughs> and then we would always set goals and then just have rewards, and it was just a fun way to, to try and get, get some sort of balance, but I don't, you'll, you'll see later, I just, I don't believe in balance. I don't think you can ever be balanced, but you can integrate it. So at first, I was doing a little bit of everything. I was like pointing and shooting and like whatever I can do, I'm going to figure out what's going to work the most. So I was running classes and workshops, teaching women how to do things, how to um, like create canvases, and, and I was doing all kinds of home decor. I had a booth at an antique farmer's market where I would display some furniture pieces that I did. I was just kind of pointing and shooting everywhere. Has anybody ever done that? Like you're just kind of like, I, I, I don't have a niche market. Like I'm just going gonna, gonna to do everything. And that can get very exhausting <laughs> if, if that's your business. Find a mentor if that's you. This woman single-handedly changed my life. Um, this, this is Rebecca. Um, I never met her in person until last November um, because she lived in Costa Rica and she was my online mentor. It happened kind of crazy. I saw a post and in one of the comments it said, hey, did you ever check this out? And I was like, oh, what's that? And I checked it out and it was Rebecca's, um, she had a furniture group. And so she had a proven process that if you follow it, you'll get results. But we all know, like only one to two percent of the people are ever going to follow a proven process and get results. And so, by me being one of that one to two percent, I instantly started catching her attention and catching her eye. And she was like, "Oh, what? Who's this? Who's this person?" And I started listening to what she was teaching, and I just I think. Um, This is a John Maxwell quote. One of the greatest values of mentors is the ability to see ahead what others cannot see to help them navigate a course to their destination. And I love it because she was able to see and help prevent me from making a lot of those same mistakes that she had made um, in in her journey. This is what she helped me do. She helped me up my game with my photos. Photos are everything uh, in my business. as far as, we, we specialize in kitchen cabinets, but for a long time I did furniture. And so she helped me stage my pieces, she helped me shoot pro- professional photography, she helped me with my social media, um, my website, you know, just everything, and how to represent, like brand branding, marketing strategies, uh, how to represent myself well as a business owner. And with her help and her guidance, it just, it, it pivoted my entire business, and it helped me gain a lot of focus that I was lacking. Um, I was told, uh, you know, growing up, losers spray and winners focus, and I don't like to lose, so I was like, okay, I need to get a focus. I need to, I need to figure out how to make this work. Um, Rebecca had a group at the time; it was called Furniture Intervention, and with this she had about 60,000 members in the group she had made me a moderator so that I was able to help people and she liked the way that I was helping people and she knew that I was starting to uh, I was painting kitchen cabinets and she said hey would you be interested in creating a spin-off of what we're doing with furniture intervention and creating a kitchen cabinet group and I was like sure and she said well draw up some things and get back to me and then we'll we'll go from there and I did and I got back to her and she said you realize that you were the fifth person that I had asked to do this and you were the only person that got back to me. And I was like, is that wild? So the kitchen cabinet painting experts group would not even exist had one of those other people got back to her, it's kind of crazy. So um, that's kind of the beginning of the kitchen cabinet painting experts group. I I run this group, I have some incredible moderators. Uh, The kitchen cabinet painting experts group is actually a group for DIYers uh, and people who want to learn how to paint kitchen cabinets, but they're getting advice from the experts. And then we also have the Cabinet Refinishers Network, which is a group of just kitchen cabinet painters. So I know that there's a lot of you in here who are asking me a lot of kitchen cabinet questions. Um, this is such a great resource because they're experts who share information and their, their goal is just to help elevate the industry and uh, help to improve process. So the Kitchen Cabinet um, Painting Experts Group and the Cabinet Refinishers Network. And at the beginning, we also launched Cabinet Painting University. Has anybody ever heard of that? There's like maybe one or two of you from way back in the day. This was probably 2017. And if you remember, I was painting with chalk paint at the time. And I was just kind of teaching myself and, and trying to grow our group. And I think the thing that everybody always asked me how how did you grow your group? And I was like, well, um, I think the secret was people saw me grow, and they grew with me. It was really cool. And so we went from brushing and rolling chalk paint on paper plates <laughs> to using like the products, the Emerald Urethane, the Advance, the um, you know the Cabinet Coat, all of those products, PPG Breakthrough. And then we advanced to the industrial coatings. And now I'm spraying industrial 2K products in our spray booth, which is pretty incredible and mind-blowing when we did that in just a five-year period because we had people who are willing to impart into us like their knowledge. And so I had so many people that I felt were pouring into my business that I'm able to just pass it on and, and pay it forward to others. I think that the best thing that I did for myself was invest in places like this and trainings like this and hands-on classes. This was when I was down in uh, St. Louis. Shane Woods was, this is the first time I was spraying. Uh, Shane Woods was teaching me how to spray. And, uh, you know, I just, I love getting hands-on. And and I think that the more that you can get around experts and you can do some hands-on training, I think that it is going to, just blow your mind the benefits uh, because they're able to pick out things a lot of times you're just doing it and you think you're doing good and then you get to a place like this and they're like oh yeah you got a long way to go and it just is very humbling and I love it and uh, like like last night I was talking to Zach Kenny and I was like I'm coming to your class I'm scheduling it I want to come like I've sprayed millions of doors probably at this point but I feel like I can always get better. And maybe he's gonna tell me one or two things that are gonna to help to improve our efficiency and effectiveness that I need to hear that I wouldn't hear if I wouldn't attend something like that, if that makes sense. I think anytime you have an opportunity to invest in yourself, um, it's, it's the best investment you can make. When I was building my business out of my garage, I still had a desire to teach because I have a teaching degree and, and I love just pouring into people. And uh, so I didn't have a space You know, our garage is kind of small, I can't fit anybody in there. And we had a makeshift spray booth and whatnot. So I partnered with DC Clark and uh, Brian Kaufman and we started doing next level trainings, which were uh, just training classes to help educate people on how to refinish kitchen cabinets. And we would have, we would meet some really great people like John Dirac of uh, Apollo, Hannah and the surf prep family, Uh, but these were just really incredible ways that we could pass on and and share knowledge. We finally got a shop. This was in February 2020. Um, I it was such a great um, a great move because our business was expanding. At this time we were focused solely now on furniture and cabinets instead of all of the other little things. Um, And we needed a space, and so we got a shop, we made it our own, it was incredible. I had our kids in there all the time, and I I said this earlier, but I don't believe in work-life balance. I think it's more about working life and integrating the two. I think that if you're able to integrate it, it's gonna be so much more meaningful, and it's a way that you can pass on what you have um, to the next generation. I believe in building a next generation of leaders. You know, I, I see that the, I see the, the state of our country right now. And I don't want that for the future. I want a better future. And how how are we gonna do that? We need to raise up the generation of leaders. And so that's what what I strive to do with my kids. And you can see, like they had a blast. This, we bought our shop in February of 2020, COVID hit in March of 2020. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this lease now. I should have just stayed in my garage. Like, I have to pay, I have to pay this. How am I gonna pay it? You know, we can't go into people's homes. What are we gonna do? And so we just poured ourselves into making our shop what it is today. I had my kids in there. It was such an incredible, great escape. And when COVID, this is my buddy Flynn, he's my boy. Um, So when COVID hit, uh, at first I was like, okay, well, you know we do all of our marketing through Facebook right now and it's been great for us how am I going to create posts like what am I going to do throughout the day and so I created a series that was called create with Corey and I did little projects around my house for the first two weeks of COVID because we couldn't leave our houses and I was like all right so let's just figure out a way to maintain that engagement and it was fun I would do like faux finishing, and I did my fireplace, and I did some trim work, and I, did, I finished my kitchen. I actually didn't finish my kitchen until COVID hit. We, we lived with outdoors on it for ages. <laughs> but, you know, so I did the Create with Corey, and, and we were listening to some podcast, Chad and I, and the one guy put out a, a challenge. He was like, next weekend, you need to make $2,000 in two days. And I was like, all right. Well, we can't go in. The, and I was like, okay, I can do that. And and so my husband and I are very competitive. I'm like, I'm gonna do that. And I said, and I'm not gonna do it with our refinishing business. I'm gonna figure out a way to do it. And that's how this happened. Our inspired by you coding line. Um, I sold paint before we had anything. Like we had the labels, and we had and and I I was. At that time, I called up DC Clark and I was like, hey, I see a need. We have a whole bunch of kitchen cabinet painters who want to try industrial coatings, but they don't want to invest in a gallon, and in the furniture artist community, like they're using chalk paint and they need to up their game. Like They need their hands on these industrial coatings. I said, how about we partner together with Malazy and I'll launch a private label industrial coating line and sell it in quartz and we can meet those people's needs. He's like that's a great idea let's do it and i was like okay um my bonus son is 26 i call my bonus son i don't like stepson i don't know he's my bonus son he's my boy Um, and he's a graphic designer so i was like hey mac here's what i'm doing and i pulled my kids together and i i was like guys we need to come up with colors we need to come up with names we need to come up with um you know just everything that we need to do and i made my kids a whole part of the process so during covid they got the best education possible because they learned how to start up and run a business. And it was pretty incredible, so we didn't even have the paint on hand, I did pre-orders for paint just to kind of gauge it and see if I was going to make it a success or not. And so we did the pre-orders and when they came in, it was pretty, I I went over the $2,000 mark in that weekend with the pre-orders. And so then I had money to fund and, uh, and buy all of our labels and stuff like that, so it was really cool. Then we just started investing back into our business. We also have Inspired by University. So our, at the beginning I said our goal is to create maximum impact. So we, have, uh, we meet our homeowner's needs with our refinishing business. We meet the DIYer's needs with our coatings. And then we meet the professional's needs with our classes. And so we have Inspired by University, and it's pretty awesome um, what it's become. Last year, I ran a class every month where I would bring in a different speaker on different topics that they were passionate about. So, like Nick Slava came in and he talked for us, and like a bunch of the refinishers in the refinishing community, Denny Jantz, Eric Reason, Dennis Rodriguez, like some of my some of my main guys, and it was awesome because they would come in and they would share. And every class, I would come away with just so much more knowledge. Um, and it was it helped me and my business, but it also added value to other people in the process. And this is an event we have coming up um, in May. It's May 13th through 15th, the Cabinet Refinishers Network. And so last year we did a class every month. This year we're gonna do one main class. Tanner's up here, he's gonna be our kickoff speaker. So pumped. Um, and so we've got Tanner coming in, um, Skylar and Mary from Surf Prep, Nick Slavic's coming in, and, and Jason Perez, and like, just some of my main like, people that I love to be around, so I'm so excited. But it's just been a blessing to be able to do stuff like that. This is our team. I started with just me in my garage, and then brought on Patricia um, just to prep my doors. Whenever I was working in my garage, so she would come to my come to my garage and prep our doors in there. And then when we expanded to our shop, we have a team of ten now. Chad, my husband, is our sales and scheduling guy, so he is he's doing all of that. He's incredible. We're booked out to November, so he's doing something right. <clears throat> and we do three kitchens every ten days. And this is my team of of ladies and my brother-in-law Sean. Like everybody who. Knows our team, knows Sean. He is a wild man. He came to help me when we expanded our space. He came to help tear down walls and things like that, and he didn't leave. So I put him on our payroll, and he's been a really big asset to to our team. He's just a great human being. He is an incredible human being. And we have the best team of, of ladies. All our team, like everybody who's on site is ladies, and I love them with all my heart because they just... I find um, you attract who you are, you know? If, if you're saying, oh, I can't find good people, I would say look in the mirror first, you know? Because you attract who you are. And if you're finding all bad people, then maybe there's something in you that you need to change. And, and be honest, and, and just take a, take a good hard look. Um, but I believe that you attract who you are. So our team is all like, you know, my age, they all have kids, they're all um, great multitaskers, they're very attention to detail, they take pride in their work. I actually have three business owners on our team, which is pretty wild. Um, Two of them have a cleaning business and Sean's got a power washing business. So they know how to treat it like their own and uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, But that kind of bleeds into the culture. And it's, it's just been pretty awesome to see. But our core values are integrity, respect, compassion, and commitment. And these people just, they mean the world to me. Life is all about choices. I'm sure you've heard that once or twice before. But my mom used to always say, you have a cho- there is a choice you have to make in everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you. You are where you are. Today, because of the decisions that you have made, you know, really, and there's things that happen to us that we can't control, um, but I think that there's so much beauty in in knowing that we can make better decisions and have a better future. Um, these are some things that I've learned through. I just want to check my time here because I've been going pretty fast. Okay. Um, Grow yourself daily. Uh, I think that uh, the talk the talk itself is mindset is everything. And what are some things that you do to grow yourself daily personally? Do you guys grow yourself daily? Like, I hope. What are some things you do? Um, so
1: I listen to Darren, daily, or Darren Hardy. Oh, Darren Hardy. Yeah, so every yeah. day he sends out a
0: mindset. It's so good. I think any. John Maxwell is a great leadership speaker, a great leadership coach. My husband is actually a certified Maxwell speaker and a John Gordon speaker too, so he does a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah, what else do you do? Affirmations. Affirmations, what kind of affirmations do you tell yourself? Uh, I'm a a money magnet. Mm. (laughs) Mmm, love it, yes. I need to implement that into my affirmations. I'm a money magnet, I love it. Yeah, so good. What else? Bible devotionals, I think that's so powerful, you know? And I, I'm i a believer, and uh, I feel like it's so important to just get your mindset, you know? And, and I believe that it is not only important for where you are today, but your future. I know it was so crazy for me. Um, like I said, December 13th, um, here in 2013, was when my life changed. But there was this weird call um, from August to December to just listen to this one pastor. And I was listening to two to three sermons a day, and he took me right through the Bible. And I truly believe that because I did that, it prepared me for what was to come. It was weird, and I haven't had that since. Like, I mean, I still do listen. But not like that. Like it was like something big is coming. You need to do this to prepare yourself. And I was so thankful that I listened. I've learned now. Um, like if you ever feel prompted to do anything, even if you even if you're not a believer, I don't care what you believe. If you feel prompted to do something, if you pr- feel prompted to, to speak into somebody or to say, hey, I've noticed this, and you know, I I think you need to, you know, whatever it may be. If you feel a prompting, take action on it, because you never know what it could lead to. I think that that's so important. Yeah. What else? What else do you guys do? Exercise. Exercise. I know you do. I love it. It makes you feel so much better, right? Oh my gosh. When you wake up, and I know when Nick Slavik came in, he was like, yeah, I wake up every morning at 4 in the morning, and I get all my emails done. And I'm like, 4 in the freaking morning? Like, that is early. Can you imagine? But it stretched me. Like, I was like, oh, this is somebody I need to be around because he stretches me. And I feel like I, I'm pretty driven and I'm, I'm a pretty hard, I have a good work ethic, but then when I see people like that, it makes me want to go that much more. And so those are the people that you need to surround yourself with, surround yourself with amazing people. What you see and what you listen to is going to come out of your mouth. It's, it's a fact. It's what you're, what you're constantly putting in. Like you hear, garbage in, garbage out. Same thing for positive. If you're putting positive in, then that's what's going to come out. So it's so essential for your mindset that you're putting good things in. Your mind is your most powerful asset, so you've got to protect what you watch and listen to. I don't watch the news. I don't. <laughs> I get my news like if something, my mom always watches news. So I'm like, she'll call me and be like, hey, did you hear about this? And I was like, no, mom, but thanks for letting me know. Like, she's my news. Like, she'll tell me because she knows I don't watch it. I, I can't, because, especially now. Like it's just constant negative, negative, negative. And I know if I'm putting that in, then that's what's gonna come out and I don't want any parts of it. I, I just have to protect it. I have to protect what we listen to in the car with our kids, you know, and, and I have to protect their minds as well as my own. They're, I feel like um, it's so easy. The other day, my daughter was singing a song. She's 12 years old, she was singing a song and I was like, do you know what the words to that song mean? And she was like, no. And I told her and she was like, can we change the channel? You know, and, and I was, it's, it's amazing how a lot of times people will just start saying stuff and they don't even know or they don't even comprehend what, what they're putting into their mind. Uh, but it's so important to protect that asset. The first thing you should do as soon as you wake up and before you go to bed at night is to put positive in if you want to increase your living. I know, like I said, Nick wakes up early. I've been, since he came in, I've been waking up at five. I can't do four, I, I, no, I will not say I can't do. Um, I haven't chosen to do four yet. (laughs) I'm working on this. Um, It's four o'clock next time. It's crazy, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That is four o'clock next time. Oh, that is good. (laughs) That's an excuse though, (coughs) don't it? (laughs) Um, But I think it just, it makes your life so much richer Whenever you're pouring good things in before you go to bed, then you sleep a little bit better. And whenever you wake up, you just set your day off um, on the right note. And it just makes everything a little bit easier. Um, Let's see here. This is something we have up in our shop. Um, This is our what we speak thing. You'll notice I changed the word can't whenever I spoke it earlier. but this, we had a version of this sign up in our house since my daughter was born. Um, and the funny thing is, when they were growing up, we would always catch them saying a word. So it would be like, oh, I can't do this, mom. And I'd be like, no, you can do this, or you choose not to do this, or you know whatever. We would always correct them, oh, this is so hard. I'm like, we don't say hard because that puts up a wall, and that makes you feel like you can't accomplish it, a challenge you want to overcome, so we just change our verge, and then it got to a point where our kids were correcting us, <laughs> and, and they do to this day, and it's so awesome, we have this hanging up in our in our shop, and it's such a powerful tool, especially when um, we're doing oak doors, and our employees are like, oh, oak, oh, and like, it's, We're just like, hey, look, and and we just have to watch the words that come out of our mouth. But it is so powerful, and I believe in the law of attraction. I believe that you attract to you what you speak like, you know, I'm a money-making machine, right? Is that it? Money magnet. Money magnet. I'm a money magnet. Yeah, you attract what you believe, what you speak, Um, you know. The people around you, I believe that you just you attract that. So you've really got to watch what's the words that you're speaking, what's coming out of your mouth. I think it's so powerful. Your association. You are who you associate with. I'm sure that you've heard that. I'm sure if you have kids, you've probably said this a million times to your kids. Watch your association. Watch who you're hanging out with. Um, are the people you associate with, are they positive, word-focused, self-motivated? If they're not, that's something that you want to change. Because if you are looking to grow, which I believe you are, you're here, and you want to grow, uh, surround yourself with other like-minded people. You'll find, for me, if I'm around people who are speaking negative, I want to get away from them as quickly as possible. If I'm around people that are complaining, I want to get away from them as quickly as possible. Because I don't want it to ooze into my mind. Um, and I try to surround myself with, with people who speak life and who give life and who are encouraging and uplifting, and who make me better as a person. Like you don't want to be around people who are constantly tearing you down or, or not doing things to strengthen who you are. Um, I think it's so powerful. I just feel better. Like I saw that Chris Moll was in here a little bit earlier. I I need to have like a little Chris Mole on my shoulder because he just makes me feel better about myself. Whenever I'm with him, I'll have like a little mole or something. I don't know, but just what's ringing my ear? You're awesome. You're amazing. Like, uh, you know, stuff like that. I think um, it's so powerful when you're around people. Some people light up a room whenever they enter it. Some people light up a room whenever they leave. You know, who are you? That, that's a, that's a wake-up call like do you lay up do people look forward to whenever you come and greet them? Do people want to be around you? And if not, then you can change that like it's all it's all up to you It's all what you're putting into your mouth or into your mind and coming out of your mouth Do the people you associate with have wealth mentality or broke mentality? That's a big one. There's a difference. Has anybody ever heard that before? broke mentality Broke mentality is like counting every cost and not willing to, like, I can't attend the PCA event because it's too expensive. Well, you can't afford not to attend the PCA event because you're around some of the biggest industry professionals with a different mindset, making millions of dollars, and if you want to get to where they are, you have to do what they did, which is attend. Like, you can't afford not to. You can't afford not to invest in yourself. You can't afford not to do some of the things that they have done to be where they are. Are your friends givers or are they takers? That's a big question too. And sometimes you have to make hard decisions for you and for your mindset. I believe that everybody, it's like they walk around carrying a bucket. Okay? There's some people that are constantly taking from your bucket. Okay? And then there's some people that are constantly pouring into your bucket. Are you a bucket filler or are you taken away? And you want to surround yourself with a good mix of both, like because sometimes you take and sometimes you give, but if there's somebody in your circle that's constantly taking and constantly taking and constantly taking, you're going to be empty and you're not going to be able to overflow into other people. So you want to have a good mix of those people in your circle, but be mindful and be a bucket filler. Like be somebody who's always pouring into other people and making people feel better are the people you associate with, people who you would want your kids around. Even better, when you're watching shows, uh, whatever you may be watching, like is it something that you have to go into another room when your kid comes in the room, or turn the volume down when your kid comes in the room, or you know, that's a check, because if it is, then maybe it's not something that you should be putting into your mind. There's just, there's a couple different things, And, and a lot of these I'm talking to myself too, it's not like, oh, I'm perfect, I walk on water, you know, I'm like, no, this is all stuff that I constantly have to work on day in and day out and constantly I'm questioning myself. Do the people you associate with, do they make you better and stretch you to be your best self? I just think there's so much power in association when you surround yourself with the right people with the right mindset, the future's limitless. These are some of my Favorite people in the world. The picture was just taken yesterday. In the gym. there you are. Yeah. I know, there you are. Yeah, um, but man, these are some of the people that I just love being around. And when you're around this kind of people, you leave energized. You know? Do you guys feel a little bit of energy coming out of this weekend? I know it's been a lot of sitting, and I know you've been listening to a lot of speakers, and um, but just the association, the people, like you feel energized, right? Like you wanna go go home and change the world and I think it's awesome. But don't lose that energy. Don't stop finding this kind of mindset. Don't stop getting around people like this. Seek them out. So many people, I was talking to Noah Cantor on the way back from our trip. We went to Minnesota um, a couple weeks back uh, with Nick and I was talking to Noah Cantor on the way back and he was like, "So, how did you get to be friends with like the owner of Surf Prep and the owner of Apollo and you know the owner of uh, CIC and some of these other big companies? How did you get to be friends with them?" I said, "Well, my mom always told me that you should never take a no from somebody who can't give you a yes, and so I just went to the top. I just reached out to them, you know, and so that's all I did." I I sought them out. I was like, who's the owner? Okay, I'm going to them. Hi, how are you? I need to know what you know. And that's how I met Skylar with Surf Rep. That's how I met John. And like some of these guys are some of my best friends now and their wives and like their families. But it's just because I wasn't afraid to ask. And if you ask, you'll be surprised at how many people actually respond. You know, never be afraid to go... To whoever it is like you want to seek out people who are in life where you want to be and if you want to be around some of the best I for me I want to seek out that mindset because I know if more good people are making a ton of money then they can do more good things with it I want good people making a lot of money because we need to do a lot of good in this world and so you just seek out the people and you don't ever be afraid of of communicating. Don't ever think like that's head trash. If you're telling yourself you're not good enough or you're not worthy, that's head trash. Get get rid of that. Just go on seek out those people. Be a solution seeker or a good finder. Um, that's what my husband always calls me. He said you're a good finder. I'm like I know, I know I am. Like I always have like the rose colored glasses and. I drive my team crazy because they'll be like, "Oh, this is no kitchen." I was like, "Oh, we get to charge three times as much." <laughs> I'm like, "Hey," They're like, "Oh man, this is this is pre-painted." I'm like, "Hey, we get to charge more," you know. And it's, um, you always have to spin it, to, and, and I and I do that in a good way, and I spin things in a bad way sometimes too, like. If, if my husband's coming at me with something, then I'll flip it and make it his fault. Like I spin things, <laughs> but I, I do it in a good way too. Um, I know my strengths and my weaknesses, but challenges in life are inevitable, but we always have a choice in how we want to handle them. I think that is so important and there's always something good to find in everything. We always find what we're looking for. If you are looking for good, you're gonna find a lot of good. If you're looking for bad, you're gonna find a lot of bad. You have to know what you're looking for, and if you're a good finder and a solution seeker, you're willing to say, hey, there, there's a problem, but I'm gonna find a way to do it. My dad always told me, he's like, you can do anything you want. You can do it, and you'll find a way to do it. And he led it by example. And I do that for our team, too. If there's a problem, they always come to me first, and I'm like, hey, let's do it. And and I show them how to do it, and I'm like, okay, this is how we figured it out. or this. And a lot of times I'll say, you know, Figure it out on your own first, and if you still have issues, then come see me. And that helps too, because then it teaches them to be a solution seeker and a a good finder. But you can lead your team by example when you're doing that. And I think just constantly finding the good in everything. If people come at you with a problem, find their solution. And I think that that will attract more like-minded people to you and, and as you're growing your team. This is my family And as you know, uh, but I think that I love this picture because it represents our victory, you know? And it's a constant reminder. Every time I I see our kids and our family together, I'm just, I'm overflowing with um, gratitude because I know the battles that we won and I know the overcoming that we've done and I know that the future is only going to be even more bright because of the life that we've lived, and you know it's it's constantly um, that victor mindset. Life can happen to you, or life can happen for you. You can take those circumstances. You can take that addiction, or you can take that um, that head trash, and you can just say, "Oh no, this this is." this is who I am, this is my circumstance, I can't change it, you can lie in that misery, I call it the cesspool of mediocrity. That's what it is, it's a cesspool of mediocrity. You can dwell there and you can live there with all of your mediocre friends or you can change to up your game, up your mindset and just develop a different mentality by pouring into yourself daily and and surrounding yourself with the best of the best people. I think that there's so much power in that but then you can pour it into your kids and to the future and raise up a generation of incredible leaders. That's really, that's really what it's about. It's about making tomorrow better and growing yourself and working to better yourself. So what kind of questions do you guys have? Yes. Yes.
1: Two, two, two points. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm a Paul also, mm-hmm. but I or I'm a yeah I'm a Paul, but I need like a Paul. You, know what you I need mean. another, mentor. Yes. So how did you find your lady in Costa Rica?
0: Um,
1: I need a mentor.
0: Yeah, you do. You, you need, need a mentor. Yes. You need. You, okay, so I'll start with the first question. Uh, narrowing it in and and honing it into cabinets, like that's what we specialize in. That's that's what we're. Pete, I was walking around these halls this week and people were calling me the cabinet queen and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, that is so weird. <laughs> but it's it's crazy, but that's that's our niche. That's what we do. Um, and like you said, at first I was kind of pointing and, and shooting in every direction, just trying to figure it out. I found out very quickly that home decor makes no money. Furniture makes very little money. Cabinets make a ton of money. So I'm like, Oh, well, it made it very easy. Like So we started reading things out and started narrowing it down. Um, and then just finding, when, when, when I found our niche, then I was like, okay, well, we need to find the right products and we need to find the right tools. Because that's what separates the mediocre from the elite, right? So you find the right products and you find the right tools. How do you do that? You need to find people who know what the heck they're talking about. Because there's a lot of people who pretend to know um, and I found that out that very quickly and I think the refinisher community is very odd Um, and and they're very ego uh, ego driven Um, and with our group when we started that I think the biggest thing I was able to do was help people break down their egos a little bit like I would be brushing and rolling with our chalk paint and I'd be like, hey, this is how we paint kitchen cabinets. And they'd be like, that's not how you do it. You need to use this product and this. Awesome, show me, show me how. And they would. And I'd be like, okay, let's try it, let's test it. And it, it worked. And I was like, okay, like let's, let's move. And then we, we made that move. And then I would do it again. Oh, you can't brush and roll, you need to spray and you need to use this tip and this gun and this. Okay, show me. Show me. And as soon as I would say show me, it would break down their walls. It wasn't like I, was, I would never come back at people because you can't come back with somebody with a big ego with more ego. It just does not work. It will cause a lot of like, you see it all the time in those Facebook forums. that We don't do that in our forum. It's just like, no, show me. Like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? Why is it working? And then we test it. And if it's something that we can implement into our business that's gonna help us to become more efficient and effective, then we will. And if it's something that's not, then we won't. And so as I did that, I ran our group for ages by myself, um, but I was monitoring all of the comments um, because it was like my baby. I wanted to make sure that it was all positive and it was like people were free to ask questions without getting bashed and like I just, I wanted to protect it. And so I was watching the way that some of the experts were answering questions. And when I started bringing on moderators, I brought on the ones who were commenting in a way that I would comment or that would help to add value to the group instead of diminish it. And so I was very selective with our moderator choice. But in turn, I surrounded myself. Our moderators are some of the best, finest refinishers in the in the country, in the nation. And um, and I learn daily from them. Like we have a chat and like, they blow it up all day long. And if we ever have a problem, they're there. And, and like, hey, this is how you can handle it. This is what you need to do. Some of these guys have been finishing for 40 years. And I have access to their minds. And I can just implement it. So choose being selective. Like you can even go into some of these forums and see who's, who's answering, how they're answering questions and who's doing what you're doing in a better way. And seek them out. Because chances are, if they're answering it in a positive way that you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, that's adding value, then they're gonna pour back into you, you know? And just seek them out and don't be afraid to talk. Did you have a question?
1: I did, I would would love it. if You would share with us your favorite
0: technique. Mm. Let's elevate it, yeah.
1: If somebody's in your life that is an important person
0: in your life mm-hmm. but doesn't always have that elevated view, yeah. how do you redirect that person? What's your favorite technique Okay, first and foremost, you can't change somebody that doesn't want to be changed. Found that out the hard way. <laughs> they need to want to change. It has to be an internal thing. What you can do is, it, it, we call it care fronting instead of confronting, because it's because you truly care about that person, right? And so you can talk to them and just say, hey, you're somebody that means the world to me. And, and I value and I appreciate you. Um, these are some of the things that I'm seeing, though, and it's really affecting our relationship. And, uh, and just point it out to them. Some people just don't know. Some people don't know what they don't know. And if they come back at you in a negative way, it's a reflection on them. Like, you, you need to understand that, too. Like. You're, you've got to play your part and, and be, be honest and open, um, but let them know how it's affecting you. And you know, the feel felt found, it's like I feel this way, um, you know, it's uh, the, oh, the I messages, I guess is what it's called. It's like, you know, I feel this when you do this. Um, I would like it if it would go in a different direction. You know, and, and just kind of communicate with them. Uh, and I, I find honesty is always the best policy. If you're honest and, and letting them know exactly how it's affecting you, then that's what will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, you
1: have a reputation now. Obviously, people are seeking you out. You have queen. I'm going to call you CQ. <laughs> I love it. Uh, did you do your own estimating as you grow in the business? I did.
0: That's a great question. Um, In our cabinet refinishers network, I posted our expectations document. I think that that's valuable for anybody to to put a form out like that to your customers. Uh, It just goes over all of the different expectations. And on this form, I say we're very aware that we're not going to win every bid. But if you're seeking out other professionals in the industry, please ask them these questions, because it's our job to educate customers and help set you up for success that wins us bids that may be $3,000 more than our competitors because they know that we're in it for them and for their benefit. And it's honest, like if you don't want our business, that's fine, go with somebody else. We're booked out till November anyway, so it's like we, we know we can't serve everybody, um, but we do want to educate people. And the expectations document instantly sets us apart from all of the others because it goes over why we do what we do and why we use the products that we do and um, and why we don't cock the panels and the doors. And if they're getting somebody that is gonna cock, what, it, it's gonna result in failure down the road and it's gonna set you up for failure. So like we just, we hit all of the things that could potentially set them up for failure and why we don't do that. And so it just educates them. It is, yep. Yeah, I'm pretty transparent with all of our stuff. We have, I throw it up in that group pretty frequently. Yeah, no problem.
2: Yeah. So what it sounded like what you just said, and I'm sorry, I'm hoarse from it
0: all up.
2: Yeah. It sounds like the reason why your business is successful is because you're being transformational versus being transactional. Mm. Yeah. You get, as you been talking, I'm writing down a few things. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like you are being more impressive, impactful versus being impressive. Yes. So if we keep those things going. That when you ask, how do you change someone? You can't change them. but You know, you're that mirror. You know, they'll start to look at themselves without you even sometimes having to say anything. Yeah. So people around me, they know they can't say certain things, right? Yep. So when they say they can't do something, I'm saying, yep. I said, you can't do it yet, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Because yet
2: gives you the possibility. Yep. So even if you give your child a test that you know they can't pass, yep. and you don't say, no, you didn't fail. Mm-hmm. You just didn't pass it yet. They'll yep. run back and try to write, you know, yeah. I'm do the test again because they feel like I can do it, even though you probably know they just never can. That's so true. the way that I live my life, and that's
0: why I attract people. So I'm not only a magnet for money, not, I'm a magnet for people. Exactly. And I think, too, um, that's exactly right. And that may help uh, back here, too, is just the way that you live your life. I have um, like people in my network, because I mean, my kids are athletes. They're playing sports all the time. And so there is some of the parents that swear like sailors. But if I'm in the room, they won't ever swear. <laughs> And if they do, they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you don't you don't say anything. You just, they know that I don't do that. And they know that I live a different way. And it's, but it separates you. And, and you don't have to say a word. You don't have to confront anybody or you don't have to be like, I can't believe you're saying that or whatever. It's just, you live it.
1: Uh, do you do the trim as well in the house and in the interior
0: doors? So we do not. Um, we are... What's that? Oh, do I do the interior trim um, for the doors? Uh, The trim and doors, interior trim and doors. We don't do interior trim and doors. We specialize in cabinets. Um, We do counters. We have subs for counters, backsplash, flooring. Um, We are implementing interior walls just in the kitchen. So we'll do ceiling, trim, and walls in the kitchen. So that way, We just figured it's gonna be a little bit easier to train our employees who are spraying on site. We don't have to worry about if they get it on the wall or on the ceiling. We're painting it anyway. It'll increase our bids. Um, It will, uh, we'll already have everything masked so we don't have to do extra work. So, and then we can just, uh, we can refer out all of the other painting. But yeah, we're gonna specialize in that, yeah. We work with designers. Yeah. So you're in love with your clients? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We we have uh, three designers yeah. in our area that, that work with us. We have one primary one, but we have two that, that still utilize our services pretty frequently. Yes? Uh, do, you, do
1: you call designers
0: if they do your uh, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No. I do. Yeah. What does compensation look like? my ha- my husband handles all of our subs so i'm trying to think through i know our countertops is a percentage we do we get 30 percent for counters uh, it's a different percentage so like they they will um with our interior designers if they refer us hold on i'm trying to think we do do something and i will get back to you i'll have to check with my husband because he handles all of that stuff i just do the cabinet refinishing. So, <laughs> Not but just. yes. What's that? Not just. Not just do the cabinet. We do all of the cabinet. Yes. <laughs> so, like, aside from being an example, yeah. I I think, going along with being a good finder, um, I'll give our employees bonuses if they're doing something that is, um, that is outstanding. Or like, oh my gosh, did you see the way that uh, Ali handled our customer this week? This is exactly what she did. And you know, she was pleasant. She, was, um, you know, she handled the, you know, they had an issue with her backsplash. She handled that great. We're going to give Ali a $100 bonus this week you know, or whatever. And I will always reward positive behaviors and then other people are like, oh, that's kind of, I I wanna level up too. Um, I know you can give give bonuses too if a customer mentions their name in a five-star review, like stuff like that.
1: Mm.
0: No, because I do it, I don't do it all of the time and I don't do it like, I I mean, it's not like, oh, well, they did that. You, I, I understand what you're saying. It's it's not every week. No, it's very random, and it's like something exceptional. Um, we also do things to build culture. Like over Christmas, I took our team to the Hershey Spa, and we spent the day there together. And just, you know, like they love being a part of the team. And, and I think little things like that, that show your customers that you care about them and that you want the best for them, I think the more that you can do things to help build that culture, it's going to be beneficial.
1: Real, real quick, to, to piggyback on that, one thing that you mentioned to me that was impactful was how you build culture with your moderators on so like your mm, Facebook group and yeah. how that translates. And so, like, you share a piece of that? because I thought that was yeah.
0: really cool. Yeah, I was talking to Tanner. Oh, I'm, I am over time. I'm sorry. Hold on. You need to do a thing. I'll, I'll answer that here in a second. Thank you. I was so afraid about being not under time. Not under time, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, you need to pull out your PC app. I, uh, yeah, I'm not perfect, not by time. sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, OK, so go into your PC app, PCA app. Go in here, hit schedule. I have to do this. I don't think they've come in and sanitized once after these sessions. So they said you can hang out if you want to hang out. So it's okay that we're a little, I won't tell anybody. Um, Go into mindset is everything. And then just give me a session survey. Like, give me your feedback. Because I always value people's feedback. If you thought that I should have worn my heels or whatever. (laughs) I was not as professional as you would have liked. Yes,
1: yeah. There are those of us who spray everything flat and put it in a rack. And yeah. there are those who say, "Oh no, 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 no. You spray both sides and increase your productivity."
0: Yeah. On which side do you land? So, we spray one side at a time, but we also use a 2K waterborne uh, pigmented poly coating which dries to the touch in 20 minutes, and by the time we get the rack sprayed, we can flip and do the other side. So, yeah, we just we prefer it that way. Um, but it's because we have a good product, yeah, yeah. And then in line with what Tanner was saying, um, we do build culture with our moderators too. Um, we have a mod chat, and you know, like I said, I choose the best of the best that I want. To, we want to surround ourselves with, and and um, you know, it's just a great place where we're able to, uh, like over Christmas time, for example, we did a Santa challenge, and so in our chat group every time they were around the Santa they had to take a picture with the Santa and it had to be some live Santa so they were seeking out these Santas all over the place but there was a thousand dollar prize to the person at the end who got the the most Santas which was pretty awesome and what happened was the couple that won actually gave five hundred dollars of their winnings to another one of the moderators who was going to give it to a good cause and then Five hundred dollars to their cause, so they didn't keep any of the money that they won, but they gave it back. But that's why they're my moderators, and they just have they have hearts of gold, you know. And it's like I said, good people need to make more money because then we can give back like that and and do good things with it. Yes.
2: No question. So you, you were talking about uh, the expectations document. Is that yes. something that is a up on your website, or is something you give a bit? I, It's. I'm We give, it,
0: we give it to them. At yeah, the estimate? Yeah, at the estimate. Yep, and it's on our website. Yep, we have it both. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming today. You made it you were so easy to talk to. <laughs> Sorry I ran a little over. I know your butts are getting tired, so you can stand up and hang out. Aw, so I love good. you too. Thank Thanks you. for making me sit up front. Yeah, you're probably... Oh, I...